Welcome to the Parent Life Podcast, a weekly resource for parents trying to raise Christian children. This is a ministry of Fruit Cove Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, Florida. My name is Jason Stanlin, and I'm the middle school pastor and your host for this episode. Today we have Dan Elkins, who is the high school pastor and collegiate pastor here at the church. And it's always fun to have Dan because together we make up the student ministry team. So today we're going to be tackling the topic of smartphones. Uh, This is a question we get like every year, generally right about the fall. This is why we're doing this episode. Because parents, especially at my age, they come to me asking, okay, when's the right time to get my kids a smartphone? And then you kind of deal with the repercussions of those decisions. (laughs) So uh, I asked Dan to come in and essentially we just kind of want to create some conversation about this. Uh, So Dan, why don't you talk about a little bit about the topic, um, kick off the discussion a little bit. When should you get a kid a smartphone? Well, I think every family is a little different. Every kid is a little different mm-hmm. in terms of their maturity level. And so the first question I think all parents need to ask is just why? Like, why do they need a, a phone, uh, a, their first cell phone or going from a regular cell phone to a smartphone? What's the intended use? What's the purpose? You know, I think all of us as parents, as the our, our children get to this age, they begin to put pressure on us. They uh, have other <laughs> friends that... And so you never want to make a decision as a parent just yeah. because you're tired of them asking. You want them to just stop asking. Uh, you're tired of not knowing. And so, you know, you just want to give, you don't want to give in. You want to think about, well, why would they use it? What would they use it for? Mm-hmm. What did they want to use it for? What would you want them to use it for? Um, and really kind of start the discussion with the framework of what's our intended outcome. Yeah, and, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, like you said, what are they going to use it for? but also just necessity. Like right now, my kids are little, so they're not really pushing to get a cell phone other than just to play like Pokemon Go or something like silly like that. But, you know, you've got teens, and for other parents who have teens, the needs might be slightly different. So what would be some needs or things like that where you would say, okay, parents, this should be a time that you begin to consider maybe a smartphone, or we could even go the opposite. What would be some bad needs like this is not a need you know sure sure I, I, again i think the main discussion today there, there's a different discussion between having a cell phone and having a smartphone a lot of children do need some way to contact uh their parents a lot of us don't have landlines at home anymore and so a cell phone is just their like their home phone mm-hmm. uh, as students get to be 12 13 14 they start to stay home alone they get home from school yep. and so um, there might be a need for your child to have a phone, a cell phone, but but to have a smartphone, you know, means they basically have a small computer uh, at their access. And so some students want those for games, like you mentioned. Yeah. Some of them want to be a part of social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them just want the latest and greatest phone. They don't want a, a, a hand-me-down phone or they don't want something that they might be um, made fun of for right. having or something like that. But again, those aren't justifiable reasons for giving a phone. Right. A lot of times as parents, we just we just give them hand-me-down phones. It might right. be our old smartphone. Right. We upgrade. Yeah. And like here it kind of works. Yeah, yeah it's, easy, it's easier than buying a new phone, even though obviously a basic phone is, is pretty cheap. So, you know, as parents, we want to have the same rules for a smartphone that we have for a computer. Right. If you have rules in your house about computer usage, when to do when to be on a computer, where to be on a computer, if you have your computer out in public where you can see that needs to be the same type of rules for a smartphone as well. Yeah, and I feel like really for most parents, it's this peer pressure, not even from the other, your kids, 
It's maybe your kid's friends or your kid's friend's parents because you don't want to be the uncool parent who didn't give your kid a smartphone. But like you said, it's like giving them a computer with full access right in their hands. And, and you know, there's lots of issues with that. Um, there's a lot of responsibility and accountability with that. So when I'm talking with middle school parents, you know, and we say talking about good, healthy computer guidelines, like no phones in the room. You know, leave them out in the main living areas where everyone's there just because it's easier for you to monitor them. And they're less likely to do, you know, imprudent ideas kind of in front of you. So um, what would you say as far as like those guidelines? Like when, Mm -hmm. how long do you need to put not just smartphone, but screen time limits even on students? And again, this is where it comes in hard because, you know, we have different parents and different students and some students can handle certain things uh, better. And so I think just as parents, you just have to monitor your kid and decide, you know, how long can they play games? When does it affect their responsibilities at home, their chores, their attitude, um, their homework, things like that. And so I think you want to start off being again, when, when you decide to give them that smartphone or they get the smartphone, start off small. You know, mm-hmm. Make sure there's only certain places and certain times that they can use it. Nothing goes on that phone that you're not aware of, that you don't approve. You have passwords to everything. You know, a lot of parents feel like, well, you know, even even with high schoolers, like, well, you know, they they have a right to their privacy. No, <laughs> and it's like when they're in your home and they're under your your authority and their your responsibility, you need to know what's going on, and they yeah. need to know that you're uh, going to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, it's not a privacy argument, even though our culture has somewhat taught teenagers to think like, oh, this is my privacy, my private space is on my phone. It's a security conversation. It's about how safe are they? Are they making right decisions? Because honestly, they've just not faced enough of what life has to offer, um, both good and bad, to really be able to navigate without a certain level of naivety. So like, I think following up on that comment, like as parents, we tend to assume the innocence of our children. We tend to think that our kids are still those lovable little kids that want to come and like cuddle with us and watch movies at night or something like that. But now they're becoming teenagers and they're beginning to think new things and do new things. And so I would think, you know, this is whenever, not that we want to clamp down, but like you said, it's more of like, let's start small, build the trust. And as we build the trust with the kids, we can give them more and more. But again, if they do something to break that trust, we can go back down a right. step or something like that. And I, I feel like I feel like that's a struggle for some parents yeah. um, to say, no, you can't have that right now. Yeah, I think the two extremes are both uh, not necessarily healthy, right? right. The, the extreme of, oh, my kid would never do something like that. Like, like they're, they're, they're <laughs> right. sweet, they're great. Like, never. I love them. They never would do something like that. Well, again, sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's unintentional. It just happens. And the other extreme's not good either, that, that I'm, I'm constantly like, over them and I'm, I'm not letting them do anything. This is the age where you do need to start to let them, you know, um, earn your trust and prove mm-hmm. that they are making wise choices and you as a parent teaching them about those wise choices. And so a, a phone just gives them the, you as a parent opportunity to do that. Yeah. And it's something that again, that it's a privilege. It's not a right that they get to keep their phone. And if they, you know, if they, they do something they shouldn't do, then they might lose their phone for a while and then they can get it back and different restrictions. So as a parent, you just need to be kind of involved. You need yeah. to know what they're doing, you need to monitor it, 
Um, but as they get to be a teenager and older, you, you know, this is part of life, you know, right. growing up. And, and they're, and they're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen. But by limiting the amount of access they get, we kind of limit how bad, say, their mistake might get. Right. And so we can teach them on a smaller scale the principles that they need to know for the larger scale decisions. Or mistakes not piling up. Right. You know, yeah, they make a mistake, too. we deal with it as a family, a yeah. parent, but not they made six mistakes before I realized yeah. they made the first one. Now, when do you take the phone? Because, like, yeah. you know, that's going to happen. Um, so, and again, you know, every family's different, every child's different, but you know, okay, you got bad grades, we take the phone. Okay, you said you were gonna clean your room, but you didn't, okay, I'm gonna take the phone. Yeah. Or is it is it maybe a different approach? You yeah, think? I, I think in the, in the years I've been a youth pastor, I've noticed that parents, when they get to a certain age, they feel like the phone is the only thing that will really get their students' attention. Yeah. So it becomes the end all be all. Anything they do wrong, immediately they get their phone taken away. And I just think there are other ways to discipline our kids and other things that we can do to help them make wise choices. If it's something related to the phone that caused the issue, whether it's something they did with the phone or the phone distracted them, then certainly the phone was some of the root cause for why they did that. But if it was just them being lazy or them just making a bad choice about something not even related to their phone, then find some other way. Right. And I I like that idea of a direct consequence related to a bad decision with the phone. That's going to stick better for a student. So now you talked about the end all be all. So let's pivot into our last kind of subject. Um, And that's the studies that are coming out about the cell phones becoming addictive, screen times becoming addictive. Um, Just take a phone from the kid and just watch what happens. And you'll know that there's certain addictive um, properties to just having a cell phone. What are some things that you're seeing in your age ministries uh, for parents just to kind of be aware of and stuff like that? Yeah, I think, again, for years and years, I think parents have struggled with as their teenagers get into high school and older, they draw away from the family, they draw away from the parent-child relationship. And so we see phones contributing to that, exasperating that, um, and students just don't have any concept. They really don't have a concept of how long they've been on their phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, they could be on their phone for hours and hours and hours and it feels like 15 minutes to them. And so again, just as a, a parent, you need to be aware of that and you need to, especially early on, until they can manage it, you need to work on establishing limits, um, limits of total screen time, but then also limits of certain... What act- times it's appropriate, yeah. And how much, you know, whether they're using it for games or for texting or for, for social media, yeah. how much they spend time doing those things. Right. And, and so just parents, as a final precautionary tone, uh, we can't be hypocrites. No. Uh, whatever we're asking our kids to do, whether it's, hey, no phones at the dinner table or, or having limits, remember, they're going to look at us and they're going to say, well, how come you get to be on your phone so much? And, you know, what they're processing in their mind is, well, you're trying to teach me how to make healthy decisions, but then we're not doing it ourselves. And I understand we're adults, it's different, but... We've got to make sure that we have integrity with our children. Otherwise, they won't trust us uh, to lead them. So anyways, we hope this has been a good discussion. I'm sure many of you guys uh, probably have lots more questions. And uh, each one of you, your families, your kids are unique and take their own individualized uh, decisions for you guys. So if you have any questions for either Dan or I, reach out. Uh, We'd love to interact with you on the Parent Life podcast or part of Fruit Cove. 
Baptist Church. If you have any questions about our ministry, you can go to fruitcove.com. Uh, you can go to either the middle school page or the high school page and connect with us. Uh, if you'd like to interact with the Parent Life podcast, you can email us at parentlife at fruitcove.com and always subscribe so you get the weekly video, weekly podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.